We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association ND. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. What's up, everybody? It's me, Joe Pizzapia, and this is the Rotowire DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel. I am your host, as always, every Tuesday. And, of course, joining me, we've got, I believe, two regular season uh, moments together left here, Todd Zola, before we go out into the sunset, into the offseason of MLB. But, Todd Zola, I want to make the most of our time together because it's not the quantity, it's quality, after all. Well, we got some quality today, tonight, too, especially in the pitching. Look at you. The master you're, not, you're not the only Segway guy here. Oh, I, I learned hey. from the best. Well, who is it? Who's the best? Because I'm, I'm still <laughs> – I know it's not me. <laughs> uh, so we have got the Tuesday slate of games here for you to break down. And let's start with the pitchers at the top of the board. I understand Max Scherzer hasn't been great his last three starts. But all of a sudden now the price is at 10600 which I know <laughs> sounds crazy. But my initial re- instinct when I saw this, I went, oh, Wow, he's cheap tonight. <laughs> and I know how many guys can you look at and say ten grand and say that's cheap. But look, last start against the Braves, not good. Seven strikeouts with six walks, seven earned. The start before that, six innings, but you know four earned runs there, no quality start. You know, last three outings, no quality starts for him after you know a pretty good run where he was going basically seven innings and ten strikeouts, three in a row. So. Your thoughts here on Scherzer. I'm buying in for 10K in cash games. I'm not scared off by the last couple outings. How about you? No, I'm not either. Uh, as I mentioned, there's a lot of good pitching out there tonight. But, yeah, I mean, it's, you look at the season. You've got to keep consistent. You, you, you know, as far as, as far as analysis goes, you wouldn't hold three games against, you know, a lot of pitchers. You're not going to hold three games against Scherzer. He's still one of the best. Atlanta's not, a, you know, not the best matchup, but it's not the worst either. It's in the, you know, he's not being hurt. He's not priced down because of the matchup. We'll leave it at that. So, um, you know, and I, I think Washington's doing a little bit of, uh, well, I guess his pitch count has been run up. So that's why he's only gone six, six, and five. But I also think they're trying to extend him to make sure he's fresh going into the playoffs. All right, let's talk about Zach Godley, who I'm sure is going to have some high 
ownership rates as well. Godly, uh, three ERA on the year. He's pitched very well. One of the quiet, good stories in the pitching world where so many guys have tanked this year. Zach Godley has been one of these guys that kind of flew under the radar for most of the season. But last outing against the Padres, uh, this one was nine strikeouts, seven innings, no walks, just two earned. He did come with the quality start, no win. But this is a guy last three starts, 45-plus. Godley against the Padres, he's at home. What are your thoughts on him? Actually, no, I'm sorry, in San Diego, my apologies. I'm actually so. – I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not against using Scherzer. If I'm doing one lineup, I'm actually using Godley over Scherzer tonight. Well, I cannot justify it. I mean, better yeah. ballpark, better, you know, yeah. matchup. I mean, all, all the way around. Yeah, so. save a K to use for some good hitters. And although, although they, because of the good pitching tonight – there's you know there's less to find in hitting, so yeah I actually like I actually project him for similar points, just because I'm I'm knocking Scherzer down even if he pitches well, that said I don't think he's going to go seven and a third, so you know it, it, with, with with even pitching two thirds less of an inning, that's you know that's a couple of points when you add a strikeout in there which is pretty big, so I've got I've actually projected Godly for like point seven more points than Scherzer, so uh, I I think it, I think it'd either be one or zero. Well, it's a thousand dollar difference, so that is a big. Well, yeah. well, it's a big enough difference. The thousand dollar difference in yeah. price that if if that's how different their value is potentially tonight, or they're within a few percentage points of each other, then why not take yeah. that and spread it around the rest of the lineup think, and yeah. try to pay up for the bats? Uh, in between them is Chris, Ar- Chris Archer at ninety seven hundred, who I cannot get behind at all. Uh, I think that's a, a bad scene there. He's at home. I understand that, but it's the Cubs, and, and he has whole- not pitched well. And that whole Tampa thing about taking a guy out, I mean, the, I, first of all, I mean, it's, you know, Tampa's only going to let a guy go five or six innings. You know what the average start in MLB is? It's five and two-thirds innings. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't, I didn't let you. I, I sort of asked a question and didn't let you answer it. Sorry. No, I, I, I like the rhetorical <laughs> question. Do I enjoy rhetorical questions? Yes. Got Would it. I prefer them all the time? Maybe not. All right. Are we still doing this podcast? Yes, definitely. All right. So the point being, I, I don't know what to make of Tampa taking guys out early because – Listen, if if Archer is on a on a roll and he's you know after six innings, get you know seventy seven pitches and pitching well, are they really going to take him out? But I, I'm with you. Uh, the Cubs don't overly scare me, but for the money and everything else, uh, I'm, I'm kind of maybe Archer's a a GPP play, but because he still has that talent. But uh, more the more the other guys tonight. Yeah, I gotta say, man, for you know for that price tag he's at, if he was at eighty six hundred, okay. Or 87, that, that's when I think he goes into the GPP world. I can't right. get it. Same with you, Darvish. As, as much as he might have upside uh, for the price tag, I'd prefer not to do it. I'd rather go down to 89 to Mike Clevenger, who, you know, the Indians have just been on an epic tear here for the <laughs> last month. And Clevenger's been a guy who's been a steady part of it. I mean, this is a guy who's, you know, going out there. The last four starts, he's given up just one earned run. I think this guy is money in the bank. Yep, yep. The, Do- the Dodgers, I'm sorry. The Angels – do not strike out a ton. Although, I, you know what, I, I should check on that because they have revamped their lineup, and Upton's got some swing and miss in it. Phillips doesn't strike out. But I should probably check to see how they've been, if they've been striking out lately with this sort of new re- revamped lineup. But in general, they don't strike out a ton. So it's not a terrible play. I actually like it more in, a, in, a, in a, more of the floor than the ceiling for Clevenger. But like I mentioned, you know, just because you know, we, can't, we can't name everybody as a good play because it dilutes what we do name. But that's another good, you know. It's Chase Anderson too, you know. It's a on another night we could be talking about Chase Anderson is one of the top plays going in uh, in there against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, a good pitching park at seventy five hundred. So we said there's uh, there's a lot of good arms out there tonight. 
Well, Aaron Knoll is another one of those good arms. There and, you go, and, too. You know, and, and I don't want to break down him because this was a guy that was another one that was absolute untouchable for a stretch there for about half a dozen plus starts. And then he hit a little bit of a rough patch there. You know, the Miami game was rough for him. Uh, actually, Miami twice. So if you look at it really game log wise, it's really the Marlins that have given him a lot of trouble. Now, this is an interesting matchup because he's up against you, Darvish, and the Dodgers. So I think a lot of people will see that and just turn around and go the other way. But Honestly, I mean, as long as the weather holds out in this one, I think this is another guy from a GPP standpoint that's in play that the ownership might be a little less than you might expect because maybe some heavy Clevenger ownership, uh, maybe people do want to pay up for Godley and try to make that work in a GPP, and they see Noel against Darvish, and they go, well, it's Darvish, it's the Dodgers. But I think this is a real opportunity tonight. Yeah, actually, he comes out third on the, on the list, and now you, you, you sort of alluded to the weather. Got to check weather tonight. There's some, there's some stuff stirring in the east with a couple of uh... – couple different systems that could be uh, compromising the East Coast. And it's going to be that way for the rest of the week, I understand. Yeah. But anyway, um, no, I agree. Um, in Philadelphia, it's a little bit rougher than, uh, than if it was out in L.A., but I still like the home field advantage. And Philly is one of those parks that isn't the worst for runs scored. It's kind of bad for homers. And, and Nola does a good job keeping the ball in the yard. What are your thoughts on Colin McHugh going against Giolito tonight? I just want to break that one down because, you know, those are guys I know, you know, a lot of the bigger season-long baseball dynasty group, they, they're they well aware of Giolito and, you know, the upside that he might have at some point. So they see the big name there. You got Colin McHugh who, you know, coming off a three-inning start, you know, basically he hasn't been able to get out of the fourth inning the last two starts. But before that was back-to-back pretty solid outings. And you think the matchup is pretty good enough. But are they either of them worth even a look tonight? I'm worried about McHugh just because, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a blister with him. It's his fingernail. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who knows? Uh, he, he could be coming out. Ah, Houston's still in sort of the running for best record, second best record, that sort of thing, which is important. But, again, just getting their players ready for the, you know, getting the playoff rotation in, in, in check is more important to teams like that. So I'm, I'm kind of off McHugh just because he could, he could come out at any time. And, uh, obviously, offer cash. But even a GPP – don't like it very much. Don't mind Giolito showing a little bit more than uh, when he, you know, last time he came through the uh, promoted and, and done an audition. But I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, again, I, I don't like to do a GPP just because, because I can't justify cash. Therefore, it's GPP. I don't like to go down that road. I, don't, I really don't like the matchup. Well, uh, there's a matchup I love, and I'm going to come out of the cave with a big club and be the troll here against Travis <laughs> Wood, who's given up 15 earned runs in his last two starts and that's just four and a third innings as well so we're talking about a guy just absolutely getting pounded uh arizona diamondbacks look really good tonight we mentioned how good godly is uh, on the docket there but i mean you know when you think about the fact he's facing travis wood right now you got to feel even better about that but give me all the diamondbacks uh you also got uh the cincinnati reds at home tonight always a favorable ballpark setting we have is there any other offense that you're looking ballpark factor wise and or matchup wise that is going to be uh, viable for stacks and, and whatnot. Uh, I don't know. Martin Perez is still disappointing me. I don't mind Seattle against Martin Perez. Um, and I know that, listen, it's, it's kind of an all or nothing sort of thing, but some of the, uh, some of the stratomatic athletics against Chad Bell isn't a bad spot. 
Mm, very good. All right, let's turn the page over to catcher Gary Sanchez, top of the board. We did mention, though, some weather in the Northeast to be aware of. He's 3,800. Uh, if you continue to go down here, you've got the G- JT Real Mutos of the world. You've got the Yadier Molina for 3K in Cincinnati, which to me, that's the one that sticks out to me as the best value pay. If you want to go underneath that, uh, I know we had mentioned a week ago that Travis Darno was starting to hit a little bit. Um, and then he, of course, he had another injury, so he missed some time. He's got a desponge tonight, uh, but, you know, is Darno in play at 28, or is that just dumb because for $200 more, you can have the floor of a guy like Molina? You know what, honestly, what I'm doing with catching tonight is I'm seeing it's so hard now because we just don't know who to predict who's going to be in there. But I don't want to, to me, there's just no difference between like the first and the 30th. It's just, they're so close tonight. I'm seeing who's playing. If John Hicks is in against Gossett, I want him at 2K. If, uh, you know, I, you know, if, if Garneau's in against Bell, I want him at 22. I'm actually, I'm, I'm waiting on lineups and I'm not paying any more than 25. If that, that's my top tonight, because there will be somebody. I think a fallback would be Steven voted 21 against Trevor Williams. So I just I'm not paying for anybody tonight because I just don't see a difference. I don't see anybody worth paying for. I don't you know Sanchez against Barrios. I don't think it's worth it. Uh, you know you know maybe maybe in a GPP Zunino against Perez, but um, that's kind of what I'm doing. I mean we talked Posey the past once once we start talking about how cheap he is and you know like for the past four weeks with Buster Posey, there's a reason why he's so cheap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And, and, you know, it's funny. We, we get to a point with these guys, too. You know, a lot of them are worn down. You know, uh, like Yasmani Garandal, who's really good for a stretch there. He's worn down. Brian McCant, every single year, does the same exact thing. He's always worn down by the end of the year. So, you know, I think it's a lot of that kind of spot, too, where when you hit September, maybe it is just the guy who's fresh, <laughs> you know? Well, the thing is, well, Posey's been DHing and well, DHing when he played a, a week ago in the uh, interleague games, but he's playing a lot of first base with Brandon Belt out. So I'm not sure it's fresh. I mean, he's still hitting. He's just not hitting for power. He, you know, right. he, he's, he's, but he's, power's never been his game. I mean, well, everybody keeps wanting. No, I know. But 20, he's been a good power hitter, a 20, 24, right, you know, that kind right. of range. This is not Mike Piazza or Javi oh, Lopez. Understood, but he's not even doing that. And if, if the giants aren't scoring runs, he's not scoring himself, but he's not knocking guys in. So it's, you know, yeah, but he's sitting, you know, 290 in the pad, whatever. That's great. It's an empty 290. So um, that's all. That's sort of, I mean, you can't look at the name. And, well, you know, your reason you pay for guys, he's got two homer upside, that double double dinger. Well, you're not going to get it with Posey. Not that you're going to get it with many catchers, which is why I'm saying, you know, I'm, I'm checking John Hicks. If he's in there, bang, 2K, you know, move on. Weird, right. you know, something like that. Well, look, at first base, like I could go through all the names, but I'm just going to stop right here and go Paul Goldschmidt at 41 against the lefty Travis Wood. Look, if it's wrong, then I don't want to be right. Well, well, it's right, but but, well, what if? What if if he gets hit by a pitch in the first inning? That's fine. Well, that's baseball. My point being, that's why you go – I mean, here's where you go in a GPP where you could fade him for a Votto or a Carpenter. First base was very plush tonight. I mean, the first – you know. Borgans, well, Luke. look, Votto's always a good – look, the same range. Yeah. You got Rizzo for 42. You got Votto 42. Yeah. You got Encarnacion 42. It's all, they're all in that same range. But it's funny, Goldschmidt's 100 bucks cheaper than all of them. Uh, let's go beyond that group here. You got Jose Abreu. You mentioned about McHugh not being inspiring uh, confidence uh, at 3,800. You've got uh, Eric Cosmos had a good year who is now uh, going to be going in Toronto tonight against Stroman. Now, Stroman's a good pitcher, but – uh, the lefty-righty matchup is a little bit in Hosmer's favor there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the power of a Joey Gallo if he's in the lineup tonight. Uh, who else really 
peeks out to you? Is it a, a Zimmerman at 31? Is he the fade all the way to the bottom? Uh, he's, you know, Gohara, you know, we don't know, you know, throws stri- uh, strikes guys out, but he's still a little bit out of control. Luis Gazala there. Uh, Justin Bohr is, is in play. I still think he's going, he still wants his two more homers to get his career high. He's, he's, he's fairly close against Seth Lugo, who isn't, doesn't scare me at all. Smoke against Gavigvio. There's a, just a, there's a ton of first baseman to fade in a GPP. Well, twenty six hundred dollars, Miguel Cabrera. If you want the big name too, I mean that's another guy well, who's been I, more I quiet see, than not. But you know, I don't see the double homer potential. I, I don't think you're going to need to go down that low on a Cabrera to try to get a couple homers. I think you're going to be able to do that a little higher and still, if, especially if you're saving a catcher, still go out there and and put together a line. Listen, you, you can go Dominic Smith against, as you say, the sponge. If you the want sponge. Yeah. I love it. The sponge. The question is, is he despunge worthy? Um, you know, he's he's been one of those guys that he's one of those you know f- you know field type pitchers where you want to light him up, but you, you know you, you walk back to the dugout four times, shaking your head and go, oh yeah, he's a he's a junk ball in kind of you know soft tossing guy, and you know yeah. he's like Jamie Moyer. You know how did Jamie Moyer last as long as he did? Just you know sometimes it's about location <laughs> and things like that. Uh, you know, real quick too, before we turn the page on first base, in your opinion, looking into next year. Uh-huh. Is this a Miguel Cabrera? Now we're officially on the downside here with him, yeah. especially now that they've you know stripped away so much of the supporting cast. Or should we just be completely looking at him as just that mid-tier kind of average first baseman? The days of Hall of Fame production are over, right? Well, actually, it's kind of we we all have a cop out in that we don't have to say we don't think the power is coming back. We can all say that we're concerned about the injury, so that we're going to mm-hmm. downgrade him because of injury you know, sort of burying the lead. Well, when he does play, do you think he's going to hit homers? Well, he's going to be hurt. Well, when he does play, do you think he's going to hit homers? Yeah, but what about you know, pools? That, because there's a guy that got dealt with injuries, and the one thing that stayed in his game was power. Well, it, 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 we're talking the injuries were the, the feet, foot with pools. Which I know are important. Yeah, right, I mean, that's now, pretty darn important, especially to a guy well, who hits no stride like Pujols, well, who's I was so saying, spread out. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because there's no stride, maybe it's less important. Oh, I don't think it is. I mean, I remember for a couple of years, I taught that at a, at a baseball camp, you know, cause that was kind of the philosophy of the camp. And I could tell you, you know, from that, I think that's why he had foot problems in the first place. Cause that whole, that, that weird cocking motion you do with your front foot, you know, and, and the pivots, the, it's so footwork heavy, that swing. People don't realize it. I think that's why he had foot problems in the first place. I, I'm amazed. I mean, we're getting a little off topic here, but oh, I'm, but it's a good discussion right now. It's the end of the year. Yeah, we, people yeah. are going to start thinking about, you know, recapping and go to next year, but I, mean, you know, I, was, I think it's I good. I never played higher than, you know, whatever, when I was 16 and, you know, tried mm-hmm. out for my college team and, and was, was told I could be the scorekeeper. College but, um, team at 16. Were you like a well, Sheldon no, Cooper? Are you a genius? I stopped playing, not professional, uh, organized ball at 16. Then I tried out for my college team and it was a division three. Listen, it wasn't anything any great. And I was told that I could, uh, what I, I could do is I could be the scorekeeper, that sort of thing, and take batting practice. And if I lost some weight, maybe maybe join the team as a sophomore. And I decided to uh, to drink instead. <laughs> and now look at you. Now you drink and you know exactly. things. Well, I don't. You know? But the point being, I'm just amazed that Pujols that that when in his heyday that that's what that was his uh, that was his mechanism. I could not understand how he could generate the power and the incredibly strong lower half in terms yeah, of but like, even so, know. I mean, all the just mechanics, you just, you know, the hip turn and the whole Ted Williams philosophy. I just did not understand how Pujols could be the hitter. He was with that, with that, you know, I don't want to call it motion with that. You know, it's not even the swing, right? I mean, with the, with that stride, with, with that being his mechanics, 
it just blew my mind. So maybe, you know, maybe you're better to listen to as far as the foot goes. But the point being on, on Cabrera, you know, I, the power was probably, you know, if the injury, if the in, I think the injury had to do with the power. If he's always going to be a little bit hurt with the back, I think the power's gone. But um, I, it, I think it has to bounce back a little because I think there's some, you know, the whole elevation loft angle thing. I think it'll, you know, relatively speaking towards us as bats. But man, I just, because of the injuries in the leagues, the kind of leagues I play in, there's going to be no, 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 no substitution for him. No, I understand. You have to draft him expecting to put him at, you know, you have to draft him earlier than you would utility, but you'd sort of have to plan your rosters or the ends up at your utility. Mm-hmm. And therefore you could replace him like that. But, um, you know, well, look, before the DFS people get all mad at us, it looks important because it's not only about tonight's game with Cabrera on the slate, but also just going forward into next year. So well, let's continue on here. You got Nolan Arenado, 43, Bryant, 43, Donaldson in play at 42 at home. Always. I like Anthony Rendon the most of this yes. group at 38. Uh, the lefty righty matchup is good. Uh, if you continue to go down, I know. Uh, Frazier's been pretty good lately, but I think you have to think about that with the weather. Machado's at 35. He's at home against Pomeranz. Uh, Lefty-righty matchup here. I know Machado's been a little infuriating. He's, you know, he gets hot and then he goes away and goes back and forth. But uh, the numbers on the year, pretty much from a power standpoint, is still there. Considering how hittable Pomeranz has been most of the year, I would take my chances there, but I also can't say that I don't like Travis Shaw for the same price if you're doing multiple lineups to spread it out tonight. How hittable has Pomeranz been? Well, to start the year, pretty hittable. It got better as it went on. He's but... been excellent. People don't want to give credit to how good he's been just because he's been, he's been – he's given up some homers. I don't know that I would say he's, he's hittable. I, don't, I, I just – I don't know. But that's beside the point. Well, the contact uh, rates will suggest that, you know, look, contact rates for, for the last year on him were, were pretty obvious since he went to Boston. But, yeah, better, better this year, I think, towards this – stretch run i would agree but do you would you prefer shaw than 35 i know oh, it's not I want shaw. yeah i want yeah. Shaw. to me i think the, the shaw and rendon are your two best values on the board i don't even know if you have to pay up for rendon i think shaw is that good but if you're concerned with the idea of shaw being not at home in milwaukee i can understand that is there a cheap option for you is it adrian beltray at 3k is there somebody else on here at third base where you're looking for a price savings uh i'm not uh well 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 uh chapman Actually, I always forget if Chapman or Olsen are the righty or the lefty. Uh, I believe Chapman's the righty, so if, I, if that's the case, I like him against Bell. Um, yeah, Moustakas at 24 has been in a horrendous slump lately. Yeah. So that's a guy that, even though the price is very, very intriguing, maybe in a GPP to yeah. pay up for a pitcher and throw Moustakas and hope for the best, I can understand it. But I yeah. think in cash game lineups, as tantalizing oh, no, no, as it yeah. is, I would, no, 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 not I would stay away from it. Yeah. Not All in right. cash. So Escobar, really, their bases pay up, right? Yeah, Escobar, Escobar's, uh, Eduardo Escobar has been playing uh, cleanup and playing cleanup, been hitting cleanup against lefties. So CC, so that one's not bad. But I think it, Shaw and Rendon are kind of the class, and you'd be able to afford them both. How about the season Whit Merrifield at second base has been having? <laughs> Forty one hundred tonight for him. I mean, I picked him up in a lot of leagues and just hoping that he would be a stopgap, and he became the gap. Like he was just the guy. Right. Like, yeah. uh, just incredible run for him. He's in play tonight in Toronto. Jose Altuve always in play at four K. Uh, Dozier again. The weather issues in New York potentially, so you might want to just have a plan B. If you have Dozier, you can always pivot to Altuve if the weather 
news isn't good. They're in that same price range yeah. uh, as is D Gordon at 41. The Mets struggle with throwing out base runners yep. all year. So if Darno is out there, I think, you know, you could absolutely put D Gordon up there. Uh, who else at second base for you is, uh, is on the board? Yeah, you kind of, you kind of just nailed them all. Um, Actually, that you, you pretty much did. I really don't see. A I mean, scope at thirty three, but you know, you, you mentioned yeah. potentially there. You know, yeah. it's Murphy at thirty five. You can continue to go down. I mean, you get Jonathan Scope at thirty three too, depending on how much you know you want to tackle that Baltimore. That 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 group of uh, players in Camden Yards tonight. That's certainly yeah. on the board. Descalso is in play. If I mean, uh, he's playing most of the time. You mentioned Travis Wood, so if you if you're going to get a stack going. You're going to want Descalso in there, but like I said, you kind of hit you hit on all the guys that I kind of had outlined at at the beginning. So it, I don't think you want to get cute at second base. I think you want to you know take your Dozier, take your uh, yeah. you know. I didn't think you, maybe you didn't mention Scooter. Take Scooter against Flaherty. Take someone like that. Yeah, Scooter I think is viable tonight. I mean, you can go down to the board. You'll see names pop up like Odor, but there's just it's the same thing with Mustakas. You see the name, you see the power totals on the year, but right now these guys look like they are basically just looking for next year. Yeah, I could, I could, I could sign off on Moncada against uh, McHugh. We're finally starting to see. We're finally starting to see why Moncada was ranked Yuan Moncada so highly on all the prospect lists. Oh, I'm a big fan of Moncada. All right, shortstop Lindor, top of the board, 46. Unless you're really cheaping out on pitcher, it's going to be very tough. He's going against Tyler Skaggs, and I, I, I know Lindor has been outstanding this year, but still, I think you got to probably fade him from the top. Trey Turner is $600 cheaper uh, for right off the bat there. There's good reasoning. Uh, obviously, if you continue to go down, you got Cozart at home, 37. Elvis Andrews at 37. DD with the weather, potentially, but still DD at home in 37K. Also another good one. He's going against Berrios there. Uh, you know, we didn't mention Berrios, but <laughs> – should this game get in there and should there not be any, you know, rain issues during the window of time? Is that another GPP guy that you would throw out there on the board yeah. as a potential? Not if I'm doing one lineup, it's not, but no, yeah, no, you, multi-entry you kinda, only. You kind of want it just because of with the, with the rain, everybody will be off of him. So absolutely. It's, it's a GPP play. All right, everybody, Carlos Correa is starting to get hot. The price has not caught up to him yet. He's 35. Right. I think by far the best value return on the board. If you continue to go further and you want to go against, you know, for Corey Seager, you can, or Bogarts, one of those guys, but give me Carlos Correa right now. Who's finally looks like he's getting bit locked back in. Yeah. The same price. I don't mind Marcus Semien at 35 either against Chad Bell. All right. Part of the Oakland stack. Over two and a half million players have won a cash prize playing on FanDuel to take advantage of our special offer for new users. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash Rotowire and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription plus a free entry into the NFL Sunday Million, which offers more than one million in cash prizes with your first deposit on FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. Void where prohibited. Top of the board, Trout in the outfield, 48. I mean, you got to love J.D. Martinez tonight at 48. I know it's San Diego, but still, you got to love him. You got the power-speed combination of Mookie Betts. But let's go going down the list a little bit because some of the pitchers tonight that we like are going to cost a lot of money. So let's go underneath that 4K group. And the first guy that pops up is Giancarlo Stanton at 38. So <laughs> this is a, a, a huge, huge difference. He's coming off a, a home run night uh, coming off a 40 point night it's against Seth Lugo I keep scratching my head and going is something wrong here why is he so darn cheap we've I think we've alternated mentioning that in the past several weeks sure and then usually on Wednesday one of us is happy that the other one you know you know got it into the podcast but so yeah absolutely I don't understand that one yeah it's a complete head scratcher uh you know 
Nelson Cruz, you mentioned against Martin Perez at 38, if you don't want to go the Stanton route, but I do want to go the Stanton route. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go past this whole grouping here. Uh, you got Domingo Santana. If we talked about Shaw, I think Santana's a guy. Maybe you could do like a little mini grouping there uh, yep. and make something work. Again, it's a little tricky with the, with the top-end pitchers here, some of these bats that we like. So you might have to fade down the board just a tad on some of them. But Santana's another guy right now who's just seeing the ball real well and appears to be yep. locked in. Yep, absolutely. All right, Byron Buxton, another guy too, 3,300. Yep. Strong power speed, weather, that's the problem, that's the issue. So Northeast, just just keep an eye on it. It's not an impossible thing. I, I From what I hear right now, they are not concerned about getting the games in, but it's more from the pitching side than the hitting side you got to worry about with those things. As we continue to go down the board, where do you see the outfield value? Who are some of the names? Is it a Chris Taylor despite the tough matchup uh, against – uh, Nolan, uh, excuse me, Aaron Nola. Is there another guy out there that you see as a potential big return, or who are some of those you know really cheap guys that will allow us to go Scherzer or Godley tonight? Well, I mean, in the middle, he's not. I mean, you mentioned Travis Wood. I think AJ Pollock at thirty-eight. It's a little bit higher than you're talking about, you know, for scraping the bottom of the barrel, but it's not a bad play. Ah, uh, let's see, Jose Martinez. I think he's been playing. Well, there were, he's listed in the outfield there for – well, actually, that's not why he's been playing outfield. But uh, Jason Wirth against uh, Gohara there with Atlanta, the lefty. Uh, Jason Wirth at 24. I don't know if he's playing every game. They're trying to keep him keep him uh, healthy for the for the playoffs. But if he's in there and he's been in high in the order, same with Howie Kendrick. Don't mind that. Uh, Hanniger is a little bit more expensive than you're talking about. But against Martin Perez, I like it at 33. If you want your power, I mean – you mentioned Pomeranz before. You got Mark Trumbo at 28. Uh, he's in play. So you you, you know you, you can you can find an outfield's another spot where you can usually find one guy really really cheap that you just don't know if he's going to play. Um, actually, I'll, you know, like yesterday it was Pedro Alvarez, but against a lefty tonight, I don't know if he'll be in there. So you know, they'll, they'll, someone like that will, is usually available. So you just you just have to kind of check lineups to uh, to get that last sort of gem or, you know, even hit me up on Twitter and uh, I'll be following it. And, you know, who's, who's your own field tonight, Zola? And I'll be able to tweet back at you, the guy that, that's sort of in the lineup late. It's going to be, you know, Hunter Renfro, uh, you know, a guy that is he, it's going to be he or Blash, although it's godly, but that's con- the type of guy we're looking for. And that's okay too. If you're going to do that one guy, you know, just to pick the strange, to make a godly work on the other side, that's okay. Especially well, in the yeah, but I was using sort of the type of player right. that we're looking for, not necessarily the matchup tonight. But sure, I mean, yeah. But I mean, that, that's sort of the type of player we're looking for. We just don't know who's playing, especially, you know, especially this time of the season. Uh, so, you know, but we both are, you know, we're all following lines, whatever. So, you know, tweet, tweet at me and, you know, so what, what, you know, which catcher are you using once lineups come out? Yeah, I might be doing that. And if you want yeah. to, you could tweet at him at Todd Zola. You could tweet at me at Joe Pisa Pia 17. Yeah. For everybody here at Rotowire, have a great night of Daily Fantasy. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? 
Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.